What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in back in. I'm your host and creator, Darrell, and this is Brother, the Faces of Inspiration, the podcast. Thank y'all for tuning back in. And um, this is episode 12. And the title is Character Building. Well, the topic is Character Building. And the title is Your Silhouette. How do you develop your character? So like I do on every episode, um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are listening to me, I say welcome, welcome. In Japanese, we say yokoso. In Swahili, we say jambo. So I just want to welcome you guys to the space. So if this is your first time on this podcast, my name is Darrell Morgan, and this is a podcast about mental health and the effects and the crisis of mental health within the black community, particularly with men of color, black men. And um, I started this project in 2014 as a photography book that will be ready for sale very, very soon. So bear with me. And um, I wanted to highlight black men in a positive light. And after multiple suicide attempts of my own, my most recent and most violent one being in 2021, I, I felt the need to reignite this project. I felt the need to share my story and not feel ashamed about my journey with mental health, my struggles with mental health, my constant and continuous work on my own mental health. Hence why we're here, I'm here, this is here, you are here, tuning in, listening, um, and subscribe, follow, you know, do all the things to keep this project in the loop and in your everyday lives, hopefully, because I, I, I do this to help. I do this to be relatable to people struggling. You know, we don't have to struggle in silence. Mental health is real. And I want all of us to be able to have safe space to engage in these conversations and these topics, as well as reflect. Um, so we're going to get right into it. And um, character building and how I came about this. Um, I was in treatment. I was in a residential program for seven months um, in 2021. April 8th marks the anniversary of my kind of breaking down um, and reaching that point of just, you know, enough is enough. And um, ended up in a facility, ended up in a facility from April of 2021 up until September of 2021, if I'm not mistaken. And it was one of the best things I could have ever done for myself because it it taught me that healing is okay and healing is possible. Um, do please excuse this mic stand, which I think I stripped the screw so it falls. But um, yeah, it, it showed me that healing is okay. You don't have to judge yourself for seeking therapy. It doesn't mean that you're crazy. It just means that you want to be better and make better decisions and not affect your life and the people in your life and still be here, still be here on this earth to serve in your purpose and to walk in your, your oof, walk in your story. And um, the silhouette exercise, it was, I want to say June or July, I was getting ready to go to group and, um, I was in the bathroom and I was backlit, which means the light, similar to how this looks, the light was coming from behind me and I'm staring in the mirror, but I couldn't see my features, right? I, I couldn't see myself. And 
I just stopped. Just stopped because I'm like, here I am in darkness with light behind me if I just turned around. If I just turned around and I looked at myself from a different lens, I could see who it is I wanted to become. And I'm standing here for like 10, 15 minutes and the texts are coming. They're like, Darrell, are you ready? And I'm like, no, not yet. Like, give me a minute. Um, and one of them came in the room just to make sure like I wasn't like trying to hurt myself. And I'm like, can you like give me a second? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. He's like, just making sure, just making sure. Doing his job. Shout outs to Skylar. And um, I said, shit, I could really be anything if I just focused on it. Like, I think for a large part of my adult life, a large part of my manhood, I defined what my manhood looked like to me based off of the men that I saw. And I didn't want that. I didn't feel like I related to these men. I didn't feel like I had to follow and chase this toxic hyper-masculinity that I kept seeing in representation of black men. I didn't want that. That was never me. Like, ever since I was little, I was always different. All the boys played sports. I would watch documentaries. I was a huge PBS fanatic, and I watched that a lot with my grandfather. Um, but I would have toys like robots, and I would take the toys apart and put them back together. I would say I was a 90% failure with that. <laughs> I used to cut wires, and I remember watching Terminator and seeing the actor, you know, try to like, it was Terminator or Speed, one of those movies, it was like this bomb, and he was like trying to cut the wires, and don't cut the yellow one, cut the blue one, and, you know, mixing the wires together, so I was always intrigued by like how things work, so I already knew I was different from the other black guys and black boys that I was around, and I knew that that was okay, but like in my manhood, I just kept feeling like a failure because I didn't look like other black men, and here I am in a facility focused on my mental health and I'm, I'm I see nothing in the mirror I see absolutely nothing and I I challenged one of my therapists because I she asked me how did I feel we always started group off with where we were like our name and how we felt in the day and I didn't have my electronics at the time but I told her I said I feel like this and she said, what do you mean? And I'm like, I, I feel like this silhouette. I'm surrounded by light, but all I see is, is darkness. I, I can't see anything else other than that. I said, but I stopped today and I spoke positive affirmations to myself in the dark. And the whole group had this like, ooh, like aha moment. And um, I would say probably about like a week later, I forgot what group it was, but she let me teach that exercise because after that group where I expressed what I felt you know she said you know well, what was this about and I told her what it was I told her how it made me feel and I felt empowered and I was ready to, you know to get the week going and she was like okay she said I'm a challenger she said next week you're going to teach this in a group it was self-esteem it was a self-esteem group and um I ran the group and she printed out a bunch of those silhouettes and I made everybody write down positive words around that silhouette in the white or as an artist will call it the negative space. Um, and we just all wrote positive words about ourselves in the, in the white area. And we all took turns going around in the circle in the group, 
saying those words, saying those words. And I was probably the most stable one out of everybody after a while because I just had that moment where it was like, granted, life was happening for me, right? But of course, when we're going through things, we feel like life is happening to us and not for us. And I, I, it was just something about that moment, like looking in this mirror, just seeing nothing but light behind me and me in the dark it was just kind of like, damn. Like, damn, you know, like you ever had that moment was like, you know, you can be better, but there's so many obstacles getting in the way. But if you just stopped, stopped where you are and just look at how far you've come, look at what you just went through. And in my situation, I had to really look at what I was going through and I was still okay. Y'all, I was still okay, despite how chaotic and crazy my life was, my life felt, the people I had lost, a, a toxic relationship that was literally just the icing on the cake for me to just lose everything. I was still okay, despite the manipulation in that relationship, despite the mental and emotional abuse, despite everything, friends turning their backs on me, disappearing from me, people spreading my business, lying, like everything that was going wrong, like I was still okay. And I had the power to recreate who I was and who I was going to be from that moment on going forward. I was in control of that. I was in control of that. And that was so empowering. And it's, it's powerful to understand empty voids when you know you can fill them up. I'm going to say that again. It's powerful to understand empty voids when you know that you can fill them up. Meaning, that empty space in my life at that time, I was very selfish. And I filled that space with everything I wanted for me. I did not care about what the leftover friends I had thought. My family didn't care what they thought. My coworkers didn't care what they thought. I did everything for me, unapologetically, unapologetically. Do y'all hear me? And if you don't know what that means, that means you don't give a fuck about what anybody thinks, like nothing. I, I went and got a facial, after this, you know, when I was able to leave property, I did a little shopping. I started eating better. I started putting my weight back on because I have a really high metabolism. So when I'm stressing out, that's the first thing I do. I lose weight. And, you know, I'm seeing muscle come back and mass. And I felt so good. I felt so good because I used a negative situation, empty voids, dark places. And I, I shed my own light. I shed my own light on me and what Darrell needed and required to feel whole again, to feel human again, to be the man I've always wanted to be despite what anybody thought or had to say about it. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm not going to hurt anybody in the process because, yes, it is true. Hurt people hurt people. But what I always felt and what I always knew to be true was that love conquers all. And I was always raised 
around love. It might not have been the love that I understood at the time, but looking back on the women and the men that were a part of the village that raised me, I was always raised and surrounded by love. And I used those empty voids and those negative spaces to build me back. And I'm still building me. And there, there's still things I'm tweaking. There's still things I like about me that I'm tuning. There's still things about me that I'm adding. There's still things about me that I'm subtracting. Why? Because I'm a masterpiece. We're all masterpieces. We're living artwork that can always be edited, changed, add to, removed, texture applied, color removed. And everything that, that makes us these vibrant entities of human existence, you can always change. You can always, always change. You do not have to be stuck and programmed in your routines unless you want to be. Unless you want to be. And I got tired of just feeling what I was feeling about myself, just thinking about what I was thinking and seeing so many others who um, were going through a lot more than me but they still showed up, no matter how long it took them. They still showed up. I, I was around people who were addicted to substance. I was around people who didn't have mothers, who didn't have fathers, who had sexual trauma. You know, there, there were so many things I was surrounded by, but one thing that I always applauded us about is that we were showing up to do the work. And yes, there were some people who were relapsing, and when I use the word relapse, it doesn't mean they went back to drugs or substance, or self-harm behaviors, but they went back to that mindset of, I can't do this. You know, I'm not worthy of happiness. I'm not worthy of love. You know, it, and, and that's the, the beautiful thing about mental health is that you're going to go through that. You're going to feel that. You, you're going to go through those cycles, but you have the power to stop all of those cycles. You truly, truly do. You have the power to stop all of those cycles. And as long as you keep going, keep pushing through, Day by day, I'm not expecting you to make a year's progress in a week. Day by day, those voided places become whole. They become safe. They become places of love and the building blocks. The things you use to build yourself up, you don't go a day without. Now, I am guilty because I am human. <laughs> I'm a sip on that. When I got out of treatment, I did feel like, okay, I'm fixed. I'm good. And the minute I thought that, test it right away. Test it with circumstance. Test it with, okay, you know what boundaries are. Now set them with people who you've known 15, 20 years. Apply them. Use them. See how you feel about yourself and the environment you're creating for you when you start to notice people aren't used to that. Right. When you put you first, when your building blocks have given you a new foundation of stability and you will do anything to remain stable because I'm not going to uh, disclose uh, the person, but there was a person who stated they had been to 20 treatment facilities. This is my first and I'm a one and done type of person. I'm not going to keep putting my hand on that hot iron knowing that it was hot. And I kind of exploded on them. And I said, yo, you sitting in here talking about you'd have been through 21 
facilities. You got to put in the work. I said, we done, I done been here for two weeks, and all I keep hearing you talk about is they did this, they, 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 they. What are you doing for you? Like, because I'm, I'm sick of this shit. Like, I, this is my first facility, and this will be my last. I said, because I will never, ever, ever let someone push me to the edge of me wanting to take my own life again, ever. I said, I've gone through too much. I have too many people behind me, rooting for me, caring for me, wanting me to win. For, for me to, to sit here, and I'm paying my money to be in this facility, to sit here and day in and day out, you taking a path to group talking about your bullshit that you don't want to acknowledge with yourself. Enough is enough. And everybody's like, oh shit, Darrell just spoke. Yeah, because I was silent for two weeks because I'm like, yo, I'm really in a facility. So yeah, I did kind of snap, but it was, it was a snapping about, bro, you got to hold yourself accountable. Yes, the world does things to us. Yes, people do things to us. But if this is a 50-50 thing. This is about engagement and what I'm allowing you to do to me. And when I got out of treatment and when I was able to start going back home, when I was able to move back into my apartment and, um, you know, just go to groups uh, during the week or whatnot, you know, I, I, I was able to walk through my house with my head high. And even when there were days when my head would get low, I knew, look, you having a rough day today, you're going to be better tomorrow. But I used those, that negative space, I use those building blocks to get where I am today. And I'm still using those tools to be better, to be better. Think of yourself as a empty vessel, right? Transparent. You can see through it. If you could pour into this vessel everything that you want to see yourself be and become, why aren't you? Why aren't you? I know for a fact, one of the things that I said I would pour into me was more self-love, right? I got this circle tattoo to remind me that a circle is complete without any interference from anything else. And we all know or have heard the saying, um, how can I pour into you if I don't pour into myself? This object completes itself without any interference from anything around it. And I promised myself that all of the toxic behaviors and uh, neediness of relationship and validating myself through who I was loving, that shit was going to stop. That shit was going to stop because a lot of people are hurt. A lot of people are hurt and they get in relationships to hurt other people because they haven't healed from that one person, that one scenario, one interaction that they never got over. And I was not about to become the person who hurt me, the person that put, pushed me to the edge. I just refused to do it. I didn't feel like the world deserved another replica of him. And I wasn't. And I think the most positive or most impactful thing that caused that shift was the positive words that I told myself in the dark space. So even when you don't have hope, I challenge you to find it. I challenge you to understand what hope is and what it looks like. And for me, what it looked like was knowing that eventually, as good as therapy felt, as united 
as I felt being around other people in this space, understanding what they've gone, what they've been through, them understanding what I've been through, all of us understanding and knowing we deserve better. That was hope. That was hope for me. And again, even with me having a day, y'all want to talk about this shit. And I'm being real with y'all. I'm being real with y'all because character building requires you to be your most authentic self. Because you're pouring into you. You are creating the recipe that defines you as a person moving forward. Once you acknowledge, hey, I got to do some work. Once you acknowledge that, you got to be real. Because being dishonest with you, you do yourself a disservice. And it's not beneficial. So I had to be real. And I'm so thankful. So thankful for that day where I just took a moment to just stop and realized the silhouette that was dark in front of me, it was dark because of how I was looking at my life. All I had to do, all I had to do was turn around and see my future. That's all. I had to turn around and see my light because it was there. And the shadow that was behind me and the shadows that is still behind me, as long as it is as dense as it is, as dark as that space is, it is my past. It is my past. And my future is full of light. It's full of love. It's full of things that I can bring into fruition, into existence, if I just believe. If I just believe. And um, I believe. And I still believe. And even in, when I have my rough days and I'm checked out and I'm like, man, I'm going to go lay my ass down. I get up the next day with hope, with faith, with drive and promise that I promise to myself that I can be anything. I can be anything. And I will be. So I thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Brother, the Faces of Inspiration, the podcast. And I really do believe that if you're listening, if you're watching, if you're supporting this project, it's because you want to be better. Or you want people in your life to be better. But again, this is for everybody. You know, this is truly for everybody because I've never seen mental health show up in a space and only pick a selected few. But what I have seen throughout my own experience, throughout my own community, is that there is a demographic of people suffering in silence. And if I don't have the energy to bring that to an end, I have the energy to impact a small group of that. And if that's all this project does, I've done the work that I need to do. So um, thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode. This was character building. Your silhouette, how do you develop your character? And I want you guys to 
look at your you look at yourselves as a silhouette and write down everything inside that silhouette that you want to be because you deserve it you truly do and i hope that you guys tune into the next episode my name is Darrell, and this has been brother the face of inspiration the podcast where we create dialogue we create healing spaces and we create community thank you guys for tuning in see you next week peace